I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the overtime overlord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Call me, baby. Call him. Call that man. Yeah, you used to call me on my cell phone. Maxi, call that man. Call him. What a, what a night. This was a clutch win. This is us welcoming. Just welcome all the clutch games welcome this year. Welcome back. We're over. Yes, just bring them on because the Mavericks from this point on are going to be undefeated. And no, you will not clip this and use this for the next clutch loss. But <laughs> I will not. Let's enjoy it now. This is a, a heck of a win. National TV, big game for Luka. I, I love this win. Absolutely huge game. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks. 124 to 117 overtime win over the Denver Nuggets. First of all, I just like to welcome back everyone that doesn't listen after a loss. <laughs> I would like to welcome back everybody. Uh, you know who you are. Give me a little smile if you uh, if you don't listen after losses and you're listening to this pod. We appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that's listening for the first time. This is the Lockdown Mavericks Show. We are a daily Dallas Mavericks podcast. We go five days a week. Every single post game, we will be here doing a podcast breaking down your Dallas Mavs from the local perspective. We do all kinds of stuff, all kinds of fun trade stuff. We do post games. We do uh, stock watch with the NBA on a national level. So we do all, all that kind of stuff. So we, man, this there's too many things to get into for one like 30-minute podcast, right? Like It's just, it's just not going to happen. So I... I guess I'll just start with Luca. I mean, there's so they're like you could talk about Maxi, you could talk about Josh Richardson, but let's start with Luca. The man is just different. He's built different, right? Those like people always say on Twitter, he's a problem. He's built different. He's a problem. He is though. The guy finished with 38 points, 13 assists, nine boards, slacking in the boards department. Needs needs to really get those up. Four steals ties his career high. He did have eight turnovers. He was plus 14, one of only two players with a po- with a double-digit positive plus minus. He hit two threes out of his seven. He hit 10 of his 15 free throws. So he, like, dude struggled in this game <laughs> to eight, eight turnovers, yeah. missed five free throws, and there was only two of seven from three. Guys struggled and yet still had a, the biggest impact of anybody. Still pulled out the win against Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah, he definitely struggled early on. Had some dumb uh, choices as far as like turnovers, um, just some bad plays at the beginning. But everyone man, in the first I'm, half was making bad plays, dumb. <sighs> so they had nine turnovers in the first half. The Mavericks averaged thirteen turnovers a game, and they're taking bad shots. Like it was just a really bad half to start. And I was almost surprised. The Mavs had so they had nine turnovers. They're shooting like four of twenty-one from three in the first half, and they're only down nine. And the Nuggets have this this offense that. They score 117 points a game. They have like 150. They have, they have the same offensive rating the Mavericks had last year when it was the best all time <laughs> like going into this game. And the Mavericks held them to 52 points in the first half. Like they weren't playing that well either. You know, Michael Porter Jr. out because of, you know, COVID uh, protocols. And they, they weren't really missing anyone else, I don't think. But 
they uh yeah they just they struggled and the Mavericks were just able to to, to keep it close until they needed to. I think I was more frustrated in that first half of basketball than I've been uh, at any point this this like first part of the season, uh, mainly because it's like Isaac that doesn't make sense because we've been blown out a few games and no 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 there's a difference between when you get blown out and things are just not working and you're like all right I know what what they're trying to do and it just didn't work or shots just didn't go down. In that first half, I didn't even know what they were trying to do. It didn't even like make sense. Things weren't like wasn't going together. I I was so frustrated watching the team in the first half. But to just see how they responded, man, that third quarter, third quarter Mavs. Hopefully hey, that is a thing that, that sticks. Back. And uh, man, I yeah, that third quarter was amazing. You know, I think they went zero of ten from threes in the second quarter. And then I wrote down at one point they were like four or five from threes in the third quarter. And yeah, and, and I mean to keep talking about Luca, just to see how Luca played in the clutch. I mean, we've talked about that so much about how that's another step in his career. That how can he get better in the clutch? Just not just like making shots, but decision making too. And we didn't see all these big long step back threes that people like to really complain about. Even that last big maxi three, it was a drive kind of double team draw the defense. He kicked it out to you know John Paxson there and he drained the three <laughs> John Paxson Luca was the one that mentioned I gotta stop taking these these step back threes right it's something that a lot of Mavs fans like you alluded to have said all last year and then Luca said it himself this year and it's the maturation process right it's a guy growing up in front of us it's a guy learning how to play and learning what is effective late in games and that's what he's doing right now he was he was driving more. He was getting to the rim. He could get to the rim against any of these guys. Even though in the first half, I, I thought Denver's defense was incredible against Luka. We talked with Matt Moore, uh, Hardwood Paraxium yesterday from Locked On Nuggets about how, on this podcast, about how the Nuggets, when they defend, they can't defend side pick and rolls, but they're pretty good at defending, you know, like north, south, top of the key pick and rolls where they, they, put both of their defenders at like the point of attack basically. It's not it's not a trap, but they they keep their guys up defending up high and they have to just basically contain that ball handler up there at the top of the key. And they did that really really well. Luka wasn't getting his normal drives to the basket, but throughout the game guys got tired, they got less disciplined it seemed, and they had to change some things around. Jokic got into foul trouble, like just a couple of things went in their favor and the Mavs were able to kind of open some stuff up. Well, it was kind of dis- <laughs> it was kind of uh discomforting uh, and concerning <laughs> because Denver sucks at defense and yeah, just watching the, the first half sucks at defense like going into the game because you're like all right I was expecting this is gonna be kind of a shootout because Denver's not very good at defense Dallas has been kind of off and on like we've been good we technically top 10 defense but the games they've won they've been a great defensive teams the game they've lost uh they've not and it's <laughs> been like really really bad so it's kind of even out a little bit but I was expecting kind of a high-scoring game, and it wasn't. And Denver played really good defense. I thought Dallas played good defense, too, because, yeah, like you said, I mean, Denver had, what, 52 points at the half. And honestly, this is what we've talked about. you got to be able to win different ways. And I know it was the offense and hitting these threes and different stuff at the end that was a lot of fun and highlights and all the clips. But it was their defense that kept them in the game in that first half because I texted you. I'm like, man, it feels like if Denver's shots were just going in, we'd just be getting blown out right now. Yeah. Uh, well, but, it goes both ways, but, but yeah. For sure. But I thought Dallas did play good defense. And, I mean, if we're just going to keep like keep on just going here at different topics, but defense, speaking of defense, 
I thought Willie played Jokic really well tonight. <laughs> There's just a certain level of Jokic where you can't defend him that well, right? He's just. I want to call you out on something. You tweeted something and at the end of the game and said, are we sure Willie is supposed to be guarding Jokic? Who else no, is no, going to no, guard no. him? I said, was it the right choice? Was it the right well, choice? Who, to, who, I, what's the other choice? Maxi, you could have doubled him with Luca. You could have, I don't know. like Okay, a double. Okay, I understand a double, but... I I was like Willie is the only the only option to put on Jokic at that point. I mean, I guess if you want to make the argument for Boban, maybe, but then they're just gonna put him in a no. You know, Boban's not the answer. But that one play where Gary Harris had a reverse layup like under the, under the rim and Boban didn't even move. That's where you're like, yeah, that <laughs> Boban's not a rim protector, right? You don't expect him to be. You expect him to be big, and if he's in the right place, he's gonna alter shots but i was just asking the question i wasn't really saying oh, they made the wrong choice oh. or anything like that but when we talk about defense we're just going all over the place now at this point but if you want to talk about Who defense cares? with like 45 seconds left to go in the in the fourth quarter denver was up 107 106 and the, Ma- the mavericks put together two possessions because denver got an offensive rebound out of it they got two possessions of defense that was just absolutely amazing and I don't think they could have played defense that well last year. Just to have the interconnectivity of Dorian and to have Maxi and and Josh Richardson all on the floor at the same time with the length of Willie Colley Stein and then Luca actually trying, right? Like, I don't know if they could have had that last year, but all four of those like five of those things together. When you put Borzingis in instead of Willie Colley Stein, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. He's, you know, probably a little bit stronger at this point is Swolzingis. What, what what's the status on that right now but when they get when they, what is the optimal playing when shift? they put Borzingis back into that spot Borzingis is definitely a better shot blocker than Willie Colley Stein they put Porzingis in that spot that team that that's gonna be a really really good defense when they need it in in stretches when you sub defense for offense like that is that really excited me because the Mavs couldn't do that last year yeah that the thing with Willie going into the game and I think I even alluded to it the other day. I'm like, all right, if they put Willie on Jokic, he's just, Jokic is just, just going to manhandle him underneath. But it's the length. This is what we've talked about, Willie compared to Dwight, that Willie offers this length that even him just standing straight up with his arms straight up in the air, there's a difference in that. <laughs> just, it bothered just stand there. But I mean, it bothered it bothered Jokic, and just having that length out there was. I mean, he made some. That's that's the thing about Willie. Willie has some fun moments, and I think it's all about what outweighs the other. Right now, I think the positives are far outweighing the negatives for Willie uh, because you have those negative moments uh, sporadically in there. Like when Willie is playing great defense on Jokic and he has two fouls, and then he makes a dumb like like foul on the other yes. end of the court when Luca fell down. It's like Willie, man, like why, why did you do that? But that you just got to live with that. You know that that's just part of the Willie experience. But right now, all the other positives are so much better for the team that what it's what yeah. he's bringing right now. So he's got to be playing. And I think one of the biggest things over the past week that, and I, I think this could be a debate or maybe a debate, but probably not if Tim stays on the bench. But Maxi, moving forward, actually, let's talk about this after the break. Should Maxi be in the starting lineup with Porzingis when Porzingis comes back? Talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, are we ready for some football? Bet Online is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Right now, Bet Online has Alabama in the national title game, eight and a half point favorite over the Ohio State. My parents would be so upset that I said the Ohio State. But what do you think about that? You sound like you're saying the Kroger. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm from to the Kroger. I'm from Cincinnati, so I under I understand the, the the Kroger. The what do you what do you take on the the national title game? That line a little high, eight and a half. Alabama. Though. Oh yeah, a little bit high compared to what happened this season and just the opponents that they played and uh, just kind of the the run that they're on right now. I just think it's kind of high. Sign up today for a free account at Bet Online to use that promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus. If you think that that line is a little bit high for Alabama, if you think that it's not high enough, if you think they're going to absolutely blow out Ohio State, go ahead and put some money on it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. They have all kinds of other sports too. They have NBA dailies. They have NBA futures still with the you know Western Conference, the title, and all that. All kinds of other sports. Go check it out. Just go to BetOnline.ag right now. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of this game. So, I have no clue about college football, by the way. We could we could very much tell. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> neither do I, by the way. The, I'm so lost this year. The the starting lineup, they they're keeping it with Willie Collarstein and Maxi. And so you pose the question: When Porzingis comes back, do the Mavericks stick with Maxi, and I think against a lot of teams, I think that's true. He he can defend wings too, right? Yeah. It's not like if they played, I don't know, the Kings or something, they're starting Harrison Barnes at four. You would mind putting Maxi out there? No, he's got to stay. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways over the past like week or so. I think he's a lock. He's a lock in the starting lineup. He has to be. He's the best three-point shooter on the team. He's shooting over five threes a game. He's shooting 48% from three, 15 of 31 on the season now after this game. Maxi Kleba is a staple in the starting lineup when KP comes back. Book it. It has to stay. He makes so many winning plays. Like Cuban was was like mocking binge tweeting afterwards about Maxi. And we were just tweeting about Maxi and he is a championship-level player. He is a guy you want on your team when you're going to try and win a championship, when you're going into a playoff series, because he can do so many different things. He's okay with doing anything. The guy you know, takes basically all threes. He has nine points in this game, and he's one of the most impactful guys on the team. He had two blocks, eight boards, three assists, and how many... Loose ball, like how many 50 50 balls did he come away with? You know, some guys get yeah. boards and it's just, it falls in their lap, right? Maxi went up and got boards. He got 50 50 balls. He got some, you know, got out and got some steals. Like he was out there doing, <laughs> making big plays. He hit that shot to, uh, you know, to, to give them the lead right before Jokic took, you know, tied it to go to overtime. He was big block at, on Jokic towards the end. The, yeah, yeah block. that block was, was huge for him. He's just he does all the little things that you want. So you need him and I don't know if it matters if he starts, but he needs to play starters minutes, which he did tonight. He played 36 minutes and Dwight Powell 10 and a half minutes off the bench in this game. I mean, they've decided they they've definitely moved in a direction. Willie Collins signed 26 minutes, but he had some foul trouble. Um, they definitely have moved Mavs, into Mavs Twitter bullied this to happen. They, they may have, they may have done that, but it seems to be working. Boban also, Boban probably took a lot of Dwight Powell's minutes in this game. Um, because this is a Boban game. I mean, sure. I know you joked while I go that Gary Harris just went around him, but this is the type of game that you use him in and he's effective he at times. Mm-hmm. He scored different times. He can guard Jokic he and bang points. with him in the post. Yeah, he had 12 points. He had 16 minutes tonight. And then against Orlando, he might not play. Actually, he might play against Vucevic, but Maybe. you know, against Houston not. though tonight. Um, but like that's the thing. That's what that's what the Beaumont experience is for. And 
you know, Max. Okay, Maxi did have a moment tonight where he pump faked and went in for like a mid range jumper. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's outside of your comfort zone. His little baseline mid range jumper. He's taking two of those now, basically, his only two point shots. He actually had another one in this game, but. uh, But Maxi is has turned into the definition of a 3 and D wing. Yep. And you wouldn't think about that because you would think that when when you put this in your head of, of a 3 and D wing, you think about the Bruce Bowens of the world, like that archetype of a small Ford. You don't technically think about a 6'10 guy that's a 4 that can play a 5. I mean, now in the new age of basketball, there are 3 and D centers, and that just it's crazy to think about because on some teams, Maxie is a small ball center, but in Dallas, he plays the four a lot, and he—I mean, he really is. That's what he is. He's a three and D guy for Dallas. That he is an incredible three-point shooter so far this season. He's put good so year. much work into. It. Yeah, I wrote a story on him two years ago before we did this podcast. I was like trying to dig up and find this freaking article on Mavs.com. Is I couldn't find it. And anyway, I'll find it at some point, and because I'm gonna tweet it back Sh- out. Because I did fired at the Mavs.com archives. No, it's more. Shot, it was more <laughs> shot to, shot at me for not being able to find it. And uh, I was just. <laughs> I wrote this whole story of Maxi trying to improve his three-point shot. And this was like two years ago and because he did. And then he like went on this big slump. And I'm like, oh, crap. I, I kind of jinxed it. But no, I mean, he has. He, it's kind of like Dorian. He's put so much work into it. And he's developed into this really underrated. I know Cuban joked about it. But he really is one of the most underrated. He's one of the, hey, do you really watch basketball type of guys? Yep. Because like, you know. Like, if you really watch basketball, you really keep up. Like, the Zach Lowe's of the world know about Maxi. <laughs> yep. Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson have no clue about Maxi. Oh, shots. They, they they know. I'm just saying, they, like, he is. that. That's the type of thing. To start this game, I mean, okay. we Dwight, we love Dwight. But the guy who's calling the game with Grant Hill today, who was that? Uh, Brian Anderson, I believe. I mean, he said he was sitting there bragging about how great of a season Dwight Powell is having. No, I think he said Dwight Powell had a good season last year, but he he surprised and him. he's carried it on this season. Yeah, he said <laughs> he said he surprised how he. I think he was mostly talking about how how good he looked after an injury. So I think that was just physically. But yeah, obviously they didn't really know Dwight's impact. But the the big man rotation seems to have, have really shifted, and I think that's really helped this team. And when Porzingis comes back, and hopefully that's sooner rather than later, that's going to change a lot of things too. We're excited about that, and I think. He basically just takes Willie Colley-Stein's spot and spreads the floor a little bit more, and he can do the, the pick-and-roll stuff a little bit, but this team will be a little bit I, more spread than... I think that makes the fifth spot because, you know, we've been talking about what's the fifth spot as a big, but, you know, KP, Maxi, Josh, and Luca. then I think it makes the fifth spot up in the air between, you know, Tim and Dorian. I think Dorian has it locked down right now, and it, then you, you're rolling out Maxi, Dorian, and Josh, and that's pretty and good Porzingis, with, with K- like, don't, yeah yeah with kp you know defending the paint and you know luca took a question tonight after the game about his improving defense and uh i don't know exactly the word he used but he said something like well i'm like you know i'm trying a lot harder <laughs> and I, I started <laughs> laughing about it he did uh, he said he said it gets better game by game he's working on it game by game and i think that's that's huge for him because to, just to acknowledge that he needs to work on his defense and to and that he is and i think it's gotten better and all right Coming up, I want to get into Josh Richardson because I thought he had some really impactful minutes, and I think the first half he was getting some crap. (laughs) And I think that a lot of people have been down on Josh Richardson since he's joined the team. But I think in this game, coming up, we'll tell you why. This game proved why the Mavericks added Josh Richardson. We'll talk about that coming up. 
All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this game. Josh Richardson, huge. He was absolutely huge down the stretch. That two possession in a row huge. Um, like span or sequence when he had the drive, which is a great take. He basically he was on the left oh, wing. Oh, the sidestep? He was on the left wing. He sidestepped, and he faked middle, and then he went back baseline and, and hit the, the layup. And then that three afterwards, that pull-up three contested. Like th- Those are two huge shots. That was a Wes Matthews special of <laughs> – no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, yes. that three specifically was. The drive was not. He would have he would have turned it over on the way, on the way down. <laughs> but Josh Richardson changes the the makeup of this team because you would have had Tim Hardaway Jr. in there at the end. And then all of a sudden that's a weaker part of your defense. And it moves everybody up. You talk about how Seth is gone, and so now everybody is weaker shooting wise, because then all of a sudden Tim or, you know, like Tim or Dorian, I guess, become your best three-point shooter or Maxi becomes your best three-point shooter and everybody just moves up a peg and then all of a sudden we look at this team and say, dang, like, this is a bunch of mediocre shooters on this team all of a sudden. But defensively, you do that too, but you, you do it the, you know, in, in a positive way. You add Josh Richardson, now all of a sudden Dorian's your second best defender on the wing. Maxi third, probably your, definitely your best big man defender. Willie Colley-Stein can roam and get some blocks and stuff. And then you have Luca, who can just be on whoever, and it frees him up a lot. He can just – I mean, he was just playing free safety, getting steals out, getting steals out yeah. there. He had four steals in this game. But I think that those clutch plays is – Josh Richardson is, is made for stuff like that. And he defends at a high level, and he's ready to, you know, to, to affect winning basketball. And I think that's one of the reasons why they traded for him. And it, it showed in the second half, at least, definitely overtime of this game. And I, I loved it for him uh, as the person, too, when he made those shots because you could tell he's been frustrated. He's, he's been frustrated at the start of his season. Uh, you know, he's only shooting 32% from three after having an incredible preseason say, that we hyped after up. After shooting like 80% from three in preseason. Yeah, 32% from three, 42% from the field, uh, 13 points a game. And, you know, obviously we've got the tweets about it and everything, but it doesn't help. When Seth Curry is having this like unbelievable start to the season for Philly, but we're still happy with this trade. You know, it's a win-win for both teams. Happy for Seth and all of that. But you know, so people want to. You gonna say something? I just well, you know, like thoughts and prayers to his family. He you know tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh yeah, I'm and sorry. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on with with the NBA with that. Uh, he was not supposed to play in the game, and he te- you know tested positive, but. Anyway, I wanted to mention that about Seth Curry. So we're not going to get into all that in this pod. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's just that, you know, pe- Josh has had a, a slower start to the season shooting. And then naturally, the guy that he was traded uh, to replace is having an incredible start to the season shooting because that's what Seth's known for. But so I know it's been you know, frustrating for Josh, especially in this game. It felt like things were just were not going his way. Even he, you know, had that uh, kind of fast break dunk there in the you know fourth quarter that Luca passed him and he dunked it. He was super hyped <laughs> after. But those two shots, you sell the team super hyped up for him too. So yeah, I'm not worried about Josh Richardson at all. And I think it shows too. I think Bobby was the one who tweeted out about Rick's. Yeah, I had, the, with I had this tweet. I want to. I wanted to read this out, Bobby. Corrala said, this game highlights Rick Carlisle's flexibility with managing the rotation against against Houston. Tim Hardaway Jr. played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Tonight, Tim Hardaway Jr. only played four minutes. Josh Richardson played four minutes against Houston, but 10 minutes and 21 seconds in the fourth quarter against the Nuggets. That That's a stark contrast, and I think that was that was really interesting, I thought. Yeah, it's almost like you're, you're kind of putting them in the same lane at this point of – 
all right, you play the you play the same position, so it's a either or type of thing. And yeah, I mean, they pulled out the win, but you know, let's say let's say Maxi doesn't hit that shot tonight, and Jokic hits a shot and they win. Blasphemy. And is the whole is the whole you know fan base right now being like, well, was it Tim Hardaway in the game? He shot thirty seven percent from three tonight and all of that. So. I, I think that's something, you know, for a team like Dallas that we don't have a set in stone starting five that, you know, things are changing or like we've said a lot a lot of times before that we have Luca and KP and then it's a bunch of, you know, how, how do we used to word it? Fifth starters or. Yeah, um, that was the way it was last yeah, year, I felt like. Or like, B, you know, B players to where it's like a lot of interchangeable guys that we've seen, you know, Maxie and Willie starting now. Now, Tim, and, so, yeah, with Rick being able to or having the option to you know sub guys in and out and kind of roll with the hot hand this is what's going to come with it and and losses people are going to freak out and like really want whoever didn't play at the end of the game but tonight it worked and it worked well in the clutch it worked well to finish the game and overtime to see Luca it felt like Luca was back to being normal Luca as far as I felt like every time tonight even though he's battling the injury the injury thing kind of worried me a little bit uh, in the first half but Dude played what forty three minutes tonight, I think yep. total. Uh, and you know he's battling through the soreness in his foot, but you know he had five straight points in overtime. It just felt like he was running the show and orchestrating everything at the end of the fourth and in overtime. It was just it was nice to see. It was nice to see. I also want to give shouts to Dorian. He had fourteen points, four of eight oh, from yeah. three, eight boards, two assists, three steals, two blocks. Like stuffing the stat sheet. and a putback. Whew. That was nasty. I, f- I felt you say that. <laughs> I, f- I felt it. Did, did y'all know that he's good at offensive rebounding? He know. is good at offensive rebounding. That was your thing last year, I think. That Torian is good at yes. offensive. You just tweet that every single time. Somebody tweeted at, at me after that. Book. They were right to. Dorian had a, a big impact in this game. And I think I love that Rick kept him in the starting five and he didn't just put Tim Hardaway back in there. Uh, in, instead yeah. of him, I think that was big. I think that he he definitely matters. His length matters on guys like Jamal Murray. If you have to chase him around screens and stuff, uh, the the Mavericks did though. It, sometime during the fourth quarter, maybe even the third quarter, they switched Josh Richardson on to Jamal Murray, and that, I think that had a big impact because I was I was really frustrated in the first half. Maybe this was the third quarter that the Nuggets scored four possessions in a row, and Josh Richardson wasn't involved defensively in any of the plays. Any of them. He was just standing out, guarding Will Barton on the wing, a spot-up shooter, and he was just standing there. And he wasn't doing anything because he wasn't involved. Everyone else was was getting involved because they're, you know, the guys they were guarding were involved. And Josh Richardson has to be involved in certain plays like that. And it's not on Josh. It was just on who he was guarding. But then they made that switch. They put him on Jamal Murray. And I think that really made a big difference. All right. Is it time to talk about the best James in the NBA? <laughs> James Borrego? <laughs> James Johnson is, had a stretch. Is James on like, Curry still in the NBA? <laughs> James back. Um, Jameson Capono? Isn't that, wasn't that a guy? Shaq mentioned him after the game? Jason. Bruno. Uh, James Johnson had three or four possessions offensively Huge. that were big. I thought... I, I, I felt like the the offense was stagnant there at that time, and he said, "Hey, I got it." He had a three. He had this like floater. Uh, he kind of has a little bit of you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes he made a, a horrible pass that was like picked off, and but still 
I thought those possessions and those points that he he did give the Mavericks were huge. I know one thing you're going to get from James Johnson every single game. Sometime during the game, Uh-oh. a transition play will happen, and someone will be streaking out, and someone will pass them the ball, and James Johnson will tackle them midair. That will happen at some point. Oh, sign me up. I love it. <laughs> But that you talk about an enforcer, you want somebody somebody to put you know put a guy on their butt so that all of a sudden they're yeah. second guessing everything that they do on the court. That's what you want. That's what defenders want. You want a guy second guessing and thinking, oh, he's going to come block it. Oh, he's going to come steal it. Oh, he's going to come you know maybe not tackle and maim, but definitely you know be physical. And so yeah, uh, you know okay, you know what we have to do. We need to we need to come up with how we do the media day bingo. We need <laughs> to do a national TV bingo. Oh yeah, it, that would be good because. We had another classic. They brought in James Johnson to be this enforcer for Luca. Did, did you know that he knows several martial arts? And uh, and how did how did Grant Hill say it? Don Donkich. Donkich. Yeah, he said Donkich. Yeah, and thanks. then uh, the guy filling in for uh, Ernie Johnson. Oh, I can't remember his. Name. Oh, he butchered. I can't it. remember. Yeah, he was like Donkich or Donch. 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 Yeah, he didn't pronounce this Donchich. Like he didn't pronounce the second, the first chain or whatever but yeah james johnson those those couple possessions carlisle mentioned he said that that stretch was huge that the mav offense was getting really stagnant that could have opened up a denver run and they could have taken like a 20 point lead then but james johnson he what did what else did he do though he attacked Jokic. he went right at Jokic, and for at least one of his layups that i remember Jokic had to just step out of the way because he couldn't get another foul he would have had his fifth foul and that would have been really bad for them so that's a, that's one of those veteran moves where you just know, all right, this guy has multiple fouls on him, and they can't, you know, he can't defend me at the rim. And so I thought that was was pretty smart. A, a big seven points. You look at the box score and you say, oh, he played nine minutes, scored seven points, and he was minus eight. You'd be like, oh, what did he do? But I thought that was I thought that was big. But those seven points, yeah, came out a big time, and they they really needed them. And I I just love I love the win. I was very frustrated in the first half. I was worried. Everyone I'm was. like, dang. What is going on? And I was thinking, you know, ask all these big questions about KP. I'm like, all right, is KP going to be the like, it's an indictment you know, on everything? It, <laughs> Throw well, everything I, out. I think, it, I think it still is a question of there are some worries about the team. It's like, you know, moving forward is like, is KP the fix all of this? Is he the glue? Is he the thing that's going to make all of the pieces fit? And we have to wait for that. It looks like it's coming sooner rather than later. But the second half in overtime was amazing. You know, they, Denver was up by 12 in this game, and Dallas came back in that third quarter, hit a bunch of shots. Tim Hardaway had a couple big threes. Um, yeah, and then Luka was just Luka. Luka was back to being normal Luka with an incredible stat line, you know, 38 points tonight and stuff. So, uh, yeah, love, love having a clutch win against a really good team and against a team that you could be fighting. Like a win like this could determine a tiebreaker You know, at the end of the year. Absolutely. The first half, Mavericks shot 33%. From the floor. Second half, 62%. <laughs> Dang. Jeez. Including uh, many, many threes. Many, many, many threes in that second <laughs> half. Much better from three. Uh, Luca, according to ESPN Stats and in- Info, scored or assisted on 29 of the Mavericks' last 38 points of the game. 76% wow. beginning with his assist at the 738 mark of the fourth quarter. The Nuggets scored 29 points as a team during that span. So the Mavericks outscored them 38 to 29 during that last, you know, stretch from 7:38 in the fourth quarter till the end of overtime. Crazy. And that's what that let, let's do it. That's what star players do. That's what number 1 players do. That's what top 5 players do. That's what the best player on the team does. That's what a guy that wins in the clutch does. 
They go out and they put the team on their back, basically. They say, you know, Thanos, they put the gauntlet on and say, fine, I'll do it myself. And that's what Luka did. And he had help from some guys that could be on a championship team. And that's Maxi, Dorian, and Josh Richardson. I think all three of those guys are, if the Mavericks get rid of any of those guys, I'd be upset. <laughs> Josh Richardson might be tough because he has that player option. But Dorian and Maxi, if they get rid of him, I'd be, I'd be furious. <laughs> hey, all is well in Dallas when the biggest shot of the night came from a big German. Hey, ah, oh, from Wurzburg. <laughs> there you go. Also, can we talk about Luca's uh, float like lob that he threw at Dwight Powell and it went it went in? <laughs> hey, that was that or the uh the after the whistle when he kicked, kicked it, he donkey air. kicked it behind him behind him and it went out of bounds and the refs were going to call delay a game on him and he was like I just like no, no I didn't no, do it on no. purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. He, he looked like my son who just did something in the kitchen and like broke something and <laughs> He's saying, no, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Sorry. Oh, man. So so many things we could have got to in this game. But we'll be back uh, for the game on Sunday, right? The Sunday post game? Uh, yeah. Well, the game's on Saturday against oh, Orlando. Saturday, yeah. Guys, they just lost Markel Fultz for the season. I hated Brew. that. Uh, but I'm just saying, y'all get to see Cole Anthony. So <laughs> that'll be fun. So post game Saturday night, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast if you're not. And we'll be back post game after the Saturday night game against the Magic. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Doncic operating off the bounce. Gave it up to Kleba, who will swing it to the corner. It's Richardson. It's a splashdown three. And the lead is five.